Welcome back to this week's Cover Zero. We are entering week 12. This is Brandy. I'm here with Corday and Josiah. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good, man. Doing good on Thanksgiving morning. Doing really good, man. Can't wait to can't wait to eat. Happy to have you back, Brandy. Thank you. It's been a while. It's good to be back. I missed you guys. Thanks, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Absolutely. Okay, but I am really excited about football talk because, you know, it's been a while for me. Week 12, we have some previews for you guys today. Cowboys, Giants, then we'll get into Pats, Vikings. Last, we will hit up Titans, Bengals, and then we'll get into our underdog segment. A lot to talk about. We're going to start with our Thanksgiving matchups. Seven and three Cowboys versus Giants, who are also seven and three. This is a very, very key matchup in the NFC East. Um, Cowboys are nine point favorites, um, and they're also looking for their fifth consecutive win at home. They are on a roll there. However, I would like to note the Giants have lost. The last 10 of 11. Yeah, right. <laughs> Matchups against the Cowboys. So, I mean, but it's kind of weird. Okay, so think about this, guys. The Giants this season alone play really well away. Mm-hmm. So, I still think this matchup, besides being a, you know, divisional game, will be very, very interesting. So, I want to hear from you guys on some... um Things that both of these teams need to do to get that W on Turkey Day. We can start off and say, but the Cowboys need to stop the run. Right. The Cowboys, yes. are not, yeah, they're not super great at stopping the run. Uh, and I remember they, they traded for somebody from your team, Jay. Uh, was it Jenkins or to, to help them stop the run? Oh, oh sure. yeah, Jonathan Hankins. Hankins. Hankins, Hankins, not Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Hankins. Traded for Jonathan Hankins to help him stop the run. He hasn't been getting that much burn, but. Um, that's the main thing. Even though this Cowboys defense is super good, um, they have problems stopping the run. They can get after the passer, but they can't stop the run. What do the Giants love to do? Love to run the ball, right. set up the play action with Saquon Barkley running down your throat. Um, and then last week, Giants got exposed because they, they couldn't get the running game going. I think Saquon had 15 carries for like 40 yards, something like that, super low. Um, and, the, and the Cowboys got after the passer. Um, with a bunch of sacks, they put uh, number eleven on edge and like just let him go after the let him go after the quarterback. So the keys to the Cowboys will have to be stopping the run, you know, after the passer playing great defense, uh, remaining balanced, and let Tony Pollard have those explosive plays on offense in the running game, and uh, going to CD and see if somebody else besides CD can make some huge plays. And for the Giants, who would just establish the run. Uh, keep Daniel Jones to under 25 throws, let the defense play well, and then you know, see go from there. Yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at this stat. So Jones just hit his first 300-yard passing game yep. in the last 17 games? Yep. 17? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all they do is run. So I think definitely I agree. They need to find some sort of balance. I mean, running is clearly their thing, but I mean, yeesh. Crazy thing about that stat, Brady, too. I think Daniel Jones has only thrown for over 200 yards, I think, two or three times this entire season. So for him getting thrown for 300 yards his first time in 17 games really isn't even the recipe that they want to do for Daniel Jones. They want to minimize his throws. But then 
there's still talk talking about, oh, we should keep Daniel Jones. I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because winning, winning cures all, bro. When you when you start winning, it, it just it just seemed like you don't have much to really fix in a sense. But I think that's the only reason why. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Daniel Jones definitely. It's very weird to limit their offense. And then also usually this same recipe. If the if the quarterback was a of, of a different color, they would say we need a change in quarterback. <laughs> hey, bro, he was yeah. straight. We can only run, you know. Right. Or or with Daniel Jones, or I'll say with the other example will be with uh, Case Keenan when he was with the Vikings and they had to play particularly everything had to be exactly right. And it's weird that Daniel Jones has way more talent than a Case Keenum. He has a better arm. He's way more mobile, but they're still treating him like a Case Keenum. Where, hey, we're going to limit everything, don't turn it over, don't mess it up, and we'll get out of here. Right. It's super awkward. Yeah. Super weird, but Brian Dayball's doing a hell of a job, and they're definitely uh, seems to – no one saw him getting off to this start. I know I especially didn't. I've had him winning, like, I think four games or something like that because I didn't believe in the team. But it's interesting. Super interesting, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, man. Um, You know, I, I agree. Well, I'll, I'll start there. Yeah, I, as far as how many games you thought they had winning, bro, I was a, I was right there. I only had them winning. I think about maybe, maybe about five, six games, kind of along with with the Jets. You know, them New York teams, bro. I thought they was gonna be, you know, the worst team in the league. You know, there's some of the best teams in the league. So it's just crazy how it worked out. But as far as for me, man, yeah, as far as like the Giants, what they need to do, man, I just like like Corday said, they definitely need to run the ball. They need to get the run game going. Barkley didn't have a good game last week. I think part of that was is because the Lions just jumped all over him on offense. You know, the Lions have been able to put up points. That's one thing about them, man. Yeah. They're on a third game winning streak, mm -hmm. you know, and one, but even through their losses, one thing they've been able to do is put up a bunch of points. And that's what they did last week. And they started that off in the first half. And I think that really took away from, you know, Brian Dable and that offensive court. I forgot uh, Kipka, I forgot his name, but. You got to actually cause the players over there. It kind of, you oh, know, Kafka. Kafka. Yeah, they, they had to go away from actually, you know, calling run plays like that because, you know, they were falling behind. I think they start to panic a little bit because they know mm -hmm. Daniel Jones is not going to, you know, he's not going to bring them back or anything like that. You know, so that that's that's their bread and butter running the ball. So they have to get back to that for sure. And the Cowboy team, this defense, as good as they are, and I, I can't wait to talk about them, but as, as good as they are. They're not able to stop the run. You know, they're they're averaging they're 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 averaging four point seven yards per carry against running backs. They're allowing running backs to get almost five yards per carry. That's just you know, I mean that's that's a recipe for failure when it comes down to you know going against a run a, a team that can run the ball. And that's what the Giants want to do. So if they can focus on really running the ball, keep the game close, then I think the Giants got a chance. Another thing too. Is that they love, you know, they love to blitz. Look who they got over there. They got they got Weak Martindale that came from, you know, came from Baltimore. He was blitzing like, you know, they they had the number one blitz team at that point in time when he was over there, when he was the DC. And now he's over here. I mean, they're they're blitzing about what 35, 40% over there. So they're they're doing their thing over there on defense as well. And Dak Prescott's is, and I'm a fan of him. You know, there's some cowboy fans that they're up and down with him or whatever it is. I think he's a pretty good QB, but one thing he is not good at is pressure. And mm -hmm. when he bringing in the pressure, I just – I don't think he's really going to be able – I don't think he can – well, he can't handle it. He can't handle it that well. He played good last week. You know, he's been playing pretty solid since he came back from his injury. But I think if Wink could put the pressure on him, then that can cause – that can make – he can make some, some, some turnovers. You know, it can cause the ball not to just, you know, not be accurate. 
So I think those are the keys to the game for the Giants. Put pressure on Dak. Make sure they're able to run the ball. Keep the game close because you don't want Dallas to pull away. And that you, we just seen what they did last week where they were where they were able to pull away from the Vikings. I don't think nobody thought that. I had that as game of the, game of the week. I didn't even think that was I didn't think that was possible. You know, I mean, the Cowboys broke all type of records. You know, with, with putting up that many points and Dak Prescott and his completion rate and all of that. So anyway, they got it. The Giants got to keep the game close. Keep the game close. Run the ball and put pressure on Dak Prescott. I think they'll be able to, you know, upset the the Cowboys. As far as the Cowboys, man, I mean, they they just have to be well. For one, going they they need to stop the run. That's the other thing. They do they do need to they do need to stop the run for sure. Um, because of the points that or the yardage that they're letting up. But they need to be balanced, too, on offense. I think what they proved, what they were able to do last week, getting Tony Pollard way more involved, not just involved, way more involved to the point where he's like the, he should be the vocal point. The vocal yeah, point. running and receiving. He yeah. had, what, 80 yards running? Right. 109 in the air? I was like, wait, who? who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that, you know, that that's still kind of like, in a sense, a backup to Zeke. And that's right. really because of the money Zeke is getting. But I think at this point, if you want your offense to really flourish, and, and, Ke- and Keelan Moore, he has to really, you know, he has to call those type of plays too. It's not just, you know, I mean, what who who Mike McCarthy won in and won out. He has to call those type of plays as well to keep it balanced because he's had a problem with that. Last year, I felt like as good as they were on offense, we knew that they were, they were going to pass the ball. And that's what you knew they were trying to do every game, you know. Mm-hmm. But – if they can run the ball, if they can keep it real balanced, because they got two running backs that can do it, you know, take advantage of that now while Zeke is there. You know, I would still make Tony the, the number one guy, you know, and then get him in the passing game. Because like you said, Brandy, I mean, he he had 100, 100 plus yards last, last week. If he can be the leading receiver again, that also opens it up for CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Worried a lot less about him. And then it's like he gets those plays and those long balls and it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so if they can keep him, keep him in, uh, involved in the passing and the running game, I think this offense is, is I don't think they're going to put up another 40 points or anything like that. I do like Wink, Wink Martindale, the defense coordinator. And I, like I said, I think he's going to have some success in, in rushing Dak. But yeah, I, I just think if they can, but the Cowboys, if they can keep it, if they can keep it balanced. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be okay. Another thing, too, I, I, I mentioned how they need to stop the run as far as Saquon Barkley. They need to watch out for Daniel Jones. We talked about, you know, how yeah. he only had, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't pass the ball that much. You know, he loves to run the ball. That's just – and I don't even know if he, if he loves to do it. I think he's more comfortable, and that's what he's used to doing because, you know, the whole line might break down on him or, you know, to his credit, maybe wide receivers not getting open at times, but – you know, I think he's. I, I think he also knows if he sees open hole or whatever, and he may not even feel comfortable throwing that pass. He may know that he's not that accurate or whatever it is. He'll break for a run, you know. And you look at him as a QB, you won't think like, "Oh yeah, he's he's somebody." Not. I mean, because he, you know, I, I, it's funny because when you seen him, like I, I don't know what it was. It was last year, or two years ago, when he broke for that big yard uh, run that one that one game. I was forgot it, what game it was. That was two years ago. It was against my Eagles on on uh, on Thursday night bro, football. He didn't even look right, bro. <laughs> he didn't look right at all. <laughs> he didn't look right, bro. He didn't even look right. I mean, he you looked know. Like, he looked like that dude who had, <laughs> who just had a huge growth spurt, who was fast when he was smaller, 
but he still ain't got used to his long legs. <laughs> he running like hella high and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what bothered me the most about that game? I remember the announcers were like, oh, the athleticism. I was like, he yeah. Was- <laughs> yeah, they did. They, did. they hyped up his athleticism. I was like, nah, anybody could run, and most people don't run like that. Right. Like, hey, right. And then he trips. Then he yes. trips. With nobody around. Nobody bro. around. Yeah, man. I mean, he was, you know, so he he just has that about him, man. He he knows how to he knows how to break for the run, you know, and and he could be he could be hard to stop. You know, it's not like he, he's not Josh Allen where he'll try to run you over or anything like that, yeah. you know, but he just has some underrated speed, you know. Yeah. He has some underrated speed that he'll use at his advantage to try to get the first down and more, you know, if he mm-hmm. need to. He won't slide, you know, or anything like that. So, yeah, those are my keys to the game, man. I, I just think I will say this too, though the Cowboys—they're just a little bit more, you know. They're—they're they're just too potent, man. I mean, if they play the game that they played last week, and I mean on all on on both sides, defense yeah. and offense, I just think this team is going to be really hard to stop. Not just today, but for weeks, for these next few weeks here, you know, um, because of what what they're doing. You know, they're not good at, and and that's why I think. They're not going to really stop in a run. If they could, that they have holes. They definitely have yeah. holes for sure. Mm-hmm. No, um, but if they could, if they could work on that, this is almost a complete team. It's right there with the Eagles. I feel like these two teams here, and it's crazy. We talked about it on one. Of the, well, you don't think so? Oh, come on! Man. Offensively, 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 I don't. I think they don't have as many weapons. That's the only thing. Yeah, but, they but, if they, but that's the thing. If they use Tony the way that they yeah. just used him. Yeah. And that's the, that's the key. I think I don't think they have as many weapons. But then also if they use Tony right. like how they should, they can be explosive. They can make up for the less weapon, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know. How do they use him enough sometimes? And then also he's kind of a smaller back, so they kind of don't want to overuse him. But then I think Jerry loves Zeke, so they try to always use Zeke in there. And then – Kellen Moore likes to fall in love with the past sometimes too. So that it's like a combination yeah. of mm-hmm. like if the perfect play calling and the perfect use of Tony Pollard, yes, they're as good as the Eagles. That's what I feel. Oh, everything yeah. gotta be perfect to be as good as the Eagles, huh? Well, no, nah, because I think the Cowboys always mess themselves up by trying to get like too cute. Like we're trying to air, air the ball out. We didn't even know you'd be keeping uh a balanced running game that's kept y'all in games that actually kind of like dominated the uh the running game in the trenches. It doesn't like put all your like linemen when they had injuries, like who are better at run blocking than pass blocking, you know, expose them or expose Dak to like a lot of pressure. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what that's what always seems like to happen. Like we fall too much in love with the pass and then we forget what like got us to this point, which was the running game and the balanced attack. And so that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Because you know, Cowboys always figure out a way to mess it up. Brandon, me Brandy will attest to it. Like <laughs> Yeah, that makes but but at the same time, this is coming from two NFC East teams, opposing teams at that. You know, we, we, that's true. But we see them be leading on stuff and then just find a way to mess it up. That's that's why it's like, oh, the Cowboys is playing good, but it's right around the time we start reading the tea leaves and think they gonna be as good as they have. And then Jerry Jones say something, and then they just have like a slump. Out of nowhere, like that's that's what I'm saying. That's true. That's yeah. True. That's true. so. It's like in November is usually the time when the slump start happening. Like I think I think was it last year they didn't win a game in November or something like that. So 
It was crazy. Then they, I think they lost most of the games they lost last year. It was all in November, which is random as hell. But it's like right around when you time to clinch and right around when it's like, are they the best team in the NFL? And then they lose, you know, something like that. Something That's like true. That. I mean, yeah, history shows that history shows that they play. They play one way. They're just not consistent. They're not exactly. consistent, you yeah. know, um, on either side of the ball. For yeah. one, this is the best defense they've had in a while. I know that I yes. mentioned yes. them not being yeah. able to stop the run. You know, yeah. but as far as getting to the passer, you know, um, <laughs> they're right. There. And they're making their secondary. I talked about this last week. They're making their secondary look better than what it really is. You know, yeah. Um, Jordan had a great point. Shout out to Jordan. He'll be on the next show. The Diggs is probably having his best season coverage. Absolutely. He's not giving up too much, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, the line is getting to the QB. They're not yeah. having time yeah. to really pass the ball like that. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know. For sure, these players, the secondary players are getting better. Diggs is getting better. You know, last year, you know, a lot of people talked about him, about, oh, you know, what? how many – he had what? He led the league for 11. He had eight. 11. 11, like 11. 11 interceptions. But gave him the most yards. Mo- right. 1,100 yards, something like that, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, at this point, you know, it's just like, you know, I mean, it, with, with him, with, at this point now, you improve the defensive line. The defensive line players that you did draft, they're getting better. And you got uh, just an all-around stud in, in, in Mika Parsons that just can do it all. You can put him on the edge. You can put him at middle linebacker, outside linebacker, DN. DN, don't matter what side you put him on, he's able to do just about just about anything, you know. He's living up to everything he was in college, man. So, yeah, th- this that team is, is, is vicious for sure. They, they got some holes that they, like I said, really stopping the run. I think that that's really what it comes down to, stopping the run. Yeah. Other than that, man, this team is – I think they're up. I still got you guys being ahead of them. Yeah. But what scared me is just what they did. Because I, I, the Vikings, you know, I really think the Vikings is a really good team, bro. Yeah. I really do. And and I don't know how I, – I know they dealt with some – they dealt – they're dealing with some injuries now, you know. But like you said, the first couple plays, few plays, you've seen that offensive line get dominated like that, mm-hmm. you know. And – that's when you got to ask yourself, was that more the Cowboys, how talented they are on the D-line, or more yeah. so with the Vikings just being injured all – you know, not all of a sudden, but just injured. You know, they they yeah. went out a few plays later or later on in yeah. the game. They yeah. were dominated early in the game. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So Up next, we are going to do our night Turkey Day game, which will be the Pats versus the Vikings. Now, the Pats have – Won the last five of six, making their record six and four. And the Vikings, after a ugh, horrible <laughs> ass whooping, to say the least, um, are now sitting at eight and two. Um, so let's look at this matchup because I feel like hmm. up until last week, I wasn't that intrigued with this one. But now. Looking at that, I mean, that Pats game was crazy. I mean, it was obviously not a very high-scoring game, but it was still intense and fun to watch. Um, And then the Vikings kind of with, like, what happened? They are still trying to figure, I mean, goodness. It kind of makes this matchup way more interesting for the night game. So what do you guys see as um, keys for the Pats to either, you know, upset. They're only a two-point favorite, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what do the Vikings need to do to get back on track? So I can go ahead and go with this one. With the Patriots here, man, this game is tricky. This is a tricky game because, like you said, Brandy, before last week's games happened, I mean, you're looking forward to the future games, and this is not one game that anybody's looking forward to. But Bill Belichick does what Bill Belichick does, man. I mean, he just he, he keeps his teams in it every year, regardless of what coordinator leaves, what what who what player left, and all of that. That, that team is still going to be a tough team, you know. I mean, they'll have a they they might get. They might have a blowout here and there. Some team might blow them out for the most part, though. They're always competitive. And that's what they were last week, man. I mean, that defense now, granted, the Jets just look terrible on offense. So terrible that, you know, their QB may not even be starting this week, you know, and he's still a young rookie. That's how mad the head coach is over there. But back to back to the Patriots. I, I just think for them, the keys to the game for them really is just keep doing what they're doing on defense. I mean, they're, they're, they're second in the league in sacks. They're fourth in the league in, in takeaways. And Bill Belichick is 14-4 and four in Thursday night games, period. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, this, this team is going to be prepared to play. You know, he, he knows how to get his, his teams prepared on Thursdays. You know, and Matt Judon, just seeing what Matt Judon's able to do right now, man. I mean, you know, you can disguise him anywhere. Coming off the edge, having him either, either side, it don't matter. You know, you can have him rush up the middle. I mean, he is, and I believe he's leading the league in sacks. I think he's leading the league in sacks right now. Um, don't quote me on that, but he, he's, he's right there, if not leading the league. Um, and, and you see what, what the Vikings, that old line was able to do last week. They weren't able to do anything against, you know, I, I know. The, well, they were there? <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys, yeah, were they? <laughs> exactly. You know, the Cowboys D-line was after it, you know, and, and they're going against another really defensive-minded, you know, head coach, uh, head coach and team. And I just think they can cause all type of problems. So if they can keep up what they've been doing, you know, really, if they can, if they can get to Kirk Cousins and now, and, and you got to look at it like this too, Christian Darisol, he's out with a concussion. Um, I think they're missing another player on the offensive line as well. He's going to be gone. I, I, I can't get the guy's name, but I think they're missing another old lineman. And that's just that just spells all type of trouble for somebody like Kirk Cousins, somebody that's not anybody that's going to run away from the, you know, the defensive line or anything like that. He's not a scrambler or anything like that. He needs to have time in the pocket to be able to be able to, you know, deliver his passes. And then the Patriots, another thing for them. So if they can do that and then keep the game close with them running the ball, I think that's what they really want to do. They've been they that that's where they've been really effective at is really running the ball. Uh, Mac Jones. You know, you you get what you get with him. I mean, he has declined, but I think it's really because of, you know, who's calling the plays over there. You got a defensive coordinator that's been been on defense for X amount of years and whatnot now calling the plays on offense. So, I mean, now he's, you know, I I just think that's really the setback with that QB over there. But one thing they've been kind of consistent with for the most part is really running the ball. So I think running the ball, keeping the game close and being able to really put pressure on Kirk Cousins is what could really pull the Patriots out of this one and really come up with the upset. As far as as far as the Vikings is concerned, I feel like they have the most. I mean, they're, they're talent wise. You look at the team and you're like, oh yeah, they should be able to, you know, really win this team, win this game by at least double digits. But we know how Bill Belichick is, man. He's not going to let his, you know, his opposing team, you know, uh, number one weapon. 
dominate the game. So you you got to figure that he will probably try to take out Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's going to be yeah, that's going to be key right there to take him out. So I think taking him out, which we're expecting that to happen, then you look to what what else can they do? And if I'm Kevin O'Connor, I'm looking at it like O'Connor. I'm looking at it like you know, really kind of shorten the game a little bit by not always looking for the, you know, the, the big pass plays. I think sometimes, you know, you, you got the weapon in Justin Jefferson, you got the big arm in Kirk Cousins, and they're always looking for those big pass plays. Maybe doing shorter routes, you know, slant routes, you know, out routes, kind of making it where, you know, you're not always holding on to the ball too long, especially if the O-line tends to break down. Because I think that's what's going to happen. I do think the O-line is not going to hold up as well. Not because, I mean, they didn't play good last week, but now they got injuries. So that's even worse. And, right. And to the, some of their best players on the offensive line. You know, so I, I just think if he can call a different game plan and really, you know, kind of open up the passing game, but just more on a, on a different level, then I think that would help them as well. And I also think it would help out the run game, you know, because you know they want to run the rock. I mean, they, they want to get Delvin Cook going for sure. You know, but it's not going to happen if they can't pass the ball. And and I think sitting back there and looking for the big pass plays or anything like, I just don't think that's really going to work. I think Bill is going to have something really set up for that. So if Kevin could really, you know, look to really doing more shorter routes for his wide receivers, you know, and, and, and having Kirk Cousins looking that way with it, I think it can open up the run game and it'll give them a better chance on trying to, you know, get that offense going. As far as on the defense side of the ball, I just think <clears throat> for the Vikings, you got to force Mac Jones to beat you. Force him to, you know, force him because he he just he he's not the same. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's just not. He's not the he's not the same QB he was last year. And he wasn't great last year, but he was better than this. It just looked like you know it can either be a second year slump or it could just be like I mentioned. You know, his coordinator not being there. That's a pretty good coordinator. That's not a head coach. You know, I think that and then having a defensive coach call offensive plays, I just think that's really where it is. And then he's probably thinking about Zappy back there, you know, taking his job, you know, so his confidence level is probably not there. So I, if if I'm the Vikings, I'm focused on really stopping the run, you know, really, really stopping the run, focusing on Mac Jones trying to, you know, beat you in the pass game. Mm-hmm. Those are my keys to the game to both teams. For me, a big question mark is uh, Darisaw, who you mentioned, uh, Jay, is out with a concussion. And usually if you're out with a concussion on a Sunday, you going to miss a Thursday night game. The only time it didn't happen is when Tua didn't miss it, but we see what happened with that. Oh, Jesus. Right. Yes. right? Right? And so, and like you said, Kirk Cousins uh, needs time in the pocket back there. He's not a mobile quarterback like that. And then we can ap- apply pressure to him. We see how it happens. This is a Thursday night primetime game. Yep. We know how Kirk does in prime time game. So, <laughs> uh, I think I, I we would have to see Kirk overcome his uh inability to perform in prime time games, but if we mostly think history's going to repeat itself, I know I do, especially with two key people of your old line going to be out for this game because it's a super short week. They played on Sunday, and now they're playing on Thursday. I don't know if it helps that they're they're in Minnesota, which might help him instead of being on the road. But they got blew out last week in Minnesota. It didn't help him that much either. Right. So um, <laughs> uh, I think what it really needs to happen is uh, they need to establish the run with Dalvin Cook. Like last week, 
We talked about how the Cowboys before can't stop the run. Dal- uh, uh, Cook had, I think it was, I think 11 carries, and he had 55 yards on 11 carries. The game kind of got out of hand mm-hmm. super quick, but if they would have stuck with the run or made Cook more of a focus, it probably could have helped them get back into the game yeah. and keep being explosive because really most teams come in saying, all right, we're going to stop Justin Jefferson and then see what else you can do, Kirk. Right. And, right. and if you shut down Justin, well, let's get Dalvin Cook going. Let's get Adam Thielen going. Let's get uh, TJ Hawkinson going. We traded two, uh, two second-round picks for him from a division rival, which is still puzzling to me. But, yeah, uh, use those other people if they're going to double uh, Justin Jefferson because you know Bill Belichick's going to do it. All right, who's your best player? Okay, you can't use him the whole game. That's that's literally what's it going to be. So, And with Matthew Judon, let's probably get a TJ Hawkinson to chip every time he's coming out on a pass play to chip Judon because coming – into the draft or when he was coming in, uh, into the draft uh, when TJ Hawkinson was drafted, he was one of the best run-blocking uh, tight ends coming out. Like, really, I think they compared him somewhat like to Kittle, how effective he was as a run-blocker or just a pass-blocker too. So that's what the focus I would do. Everywhere Judon was at or if he was on the side of Hawkinson, I would definitely have him, like, chip or just, like, kind of crash down on him to slow him down in the pass rush. Um, Yeah, and then... With the Patriots, uh, their defense is ranked fourth right now. That defense looks incredible. That defense looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. offense still figuring it out because Mac Jones really hasn't been the same since Josh McDaniels left. Uh, he has defensive-minded – not even defensive-minded coach. He has defense coaches coach, coach, calling offense. That's, <laughs> that's how good he – I mean, that's just what he does, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, and if I think about it, the – the Pats only scored three points on offense last week until that punt return. And the, the Vikings only scored three points on offense as well last week. And they right. ended up. So this could be a close game. Like, <laughs> based off those two performances right there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Um, and the, the Pats have to establish some kind of running game because they're not really explosive. Um, I noticed they've been like having Mac Jones throw it deep down the field, even though that's not really his game. He's more of a quick kind of passer, but they're trying to do a West Coast Shanahan like scheme to do like zone running and stuff like that. It's super weird, but that's what happens when you have when you when you hire your homies who are on the defense to coach offense. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I feel like if there's one thing that we've learned, you don't underestimate Belichick. Um so, yeah, this, I don't know, this matchup, I, at first I was like, ugh, like looking at it a few weeks ago, like, really? Thanksgiving? We want to see this? But now I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see it. What's going to happen? Hopefully by the time this game come on, we we all fool. We uh, we ain't got to deal with the, the terribleness of what happens. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm going to take a nap yeah, right now. We should have enough food and enough drinks by the time this game is there. You could just make it a drinking game if it's real horrible. Yeah. This this is when this is when your cousins <laughs> who the smokers go outside. Let's take a smoke break. Let's get some air real quick. Let's get some air. <laughs> <laughs> you come back a little later looking very sleepy. <laughs> it smells like outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Let's move in to our third preview, which is going to be Titans Bengals. This is an interesting one, too. We, okay, so 
these two teams are playoff teams. The Titans are sitting at 7-3. The Bengals are sitting at 6-4. Bengals are only favored two points. Now, the Titans and the Bengals are both on a win streak. The Titans have won the last seven of eight, and the Bengals have won the last four of five. I, I look at this matchup, and I think about the divisional round last year. And clearly the Bengals took that one. I look at this matchup, it's, you know, they're not favored by much. They did have a rough start, the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But this matchup right here to me is very interesting. You know what's also interesting to me? And this is just a personal. So each running back that we get rid of, Samaji Puride, is going to just, just, I literally, I remember I walked out of the room. And they said his name. And I said, I had to ask my husband. I was like, did they just say him again? Like another touchdown? Are you kidding me? Like, wait, really? I mean, all right. Kudos. Kudos (laughs) to you. I wish I could have seen that in a Washington jersey, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, No, but I think that, um, you know, adding run game like that takes off a lot for Burrow who was struggling earlier in the season and it just gives them a whole different dynamic to add to their offense. Um, but what do you guys think about this matchup and who do you think comes away with this one? Cause mm, I might be picking an upset for this one. I like this matchup. It's very interesting because Jamar Chase is still out. I believe I heard cause he, I know they didn't put him on IR and I, I heard he might Started getting off crutches this week, so I don't think he's going to play in this game because he's right. that, that hip injury. Um, I like the Titans and how physical they are. What I really like about the Titans is that it's not a, a lot of no name players like on their defense and on their offense. Like we know it's a few of the guys like Autry, Simmons, right. Right. Uh, like on their D line, but a lot of times, you know, their safety, um, uh, uh, Thanos Killmonger. Uh, favorite safety in the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin Barr. <laughs> Kevin Barr. And then, but like, I don't really know their corners. And I really don't know their linebackers. Like, I remember when we was trying to recap the game a few weeks ago. We was like, what, what, what number was it? Was it 51? Was it 58? Who kept making plays? Like, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of that when you're watching the uh, Titans play. And you just look at them now and like, oh, I remember, I was like, I don't know how they're going to replace. Uh, uh, AJ Brown, and we looking at it, they're seventy three. Yeah, they're seventy three right now. Like it, it, it's kind of shocking. Like they still use Derrick Henry. Uh, uh, Austin Hooper. Uh, Austin Hooper uh, caught a touchdown. They had a few touchdowns last week. Um, and it's just like they just get it done. Yeah. They just get it done, and it's just like, huh? It's like one of those scrappy teams. You know this? Who this, this team kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of Jeff Fisher's old Tennessee Titans. Uh, okay. okay, like. They don't have a lot of names, or they're always going to bring a tough defense. They're going to have a running game. The quarterback is going to do some things. And it seems like uh, uh, Mike Brabel has restored that Tennessee Titans toughness where you know you're always going to be like really like in a boxing match throughout the entire time. I really, it, It's funny to see that. Like, we're going to be tough on defense. We're going to be tough on offense. We're going to be huge in the trenches. We're going to force, we're going to make you make, force you into turnovers, and we're going to capitalize on it. And it's not going to be pretty, but we're going to get it done. We're going to win. 
and they sitting here at seven and three. Like, like I, 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 I like I'm looking at the record now. I'm like, they seven and three. <laughs> like, and we're they're not being talked about either as like a real threat or like a playoff team either. They're just like under the radar, right? On teams, and uh, I think team I'm gonna have to pick them as well because I think they're just gonna out physical. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the fact that Joe Mixon went out. I, I'm not sure what he, I think he went out with a concussion too. Um, yeah, so I don't yeah. know. If I gonna, think it was, yeah. I don't think they're going to try to rush him back. So your, uh, your boy Samaji Piran might do well against once he left Washington, but I think running against this Titans front, he's going to have some trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you, man. I, I think, you know, to go back to, to what you were saying on a couple of your points, one of them, I'm a, I'm going to get on first is that, you know, with the with the Titans, I think the reason why people don't really, like, look at them as being one of those top teams, and even since Mike Vrabel really took over, really, I, I think is because, like you said, they're one of those gritty teams. They're one of those teams where they, they love to run the ball. They love mm-hmm. to run the ball. They're not a team where they're going to be, you know, because this league right now, football, just the way it is, I mean, it's a passing league. You know, you don't yeah. really see one – you don't – there's no other team where they have – one running back that yep. is carrying the, the, the offense or the team. I mean, the yeah. defense is really good over there in Tennessee. I don't want to slouch them at all, but I'm just at saying, all. like, that that team, when you think of Tennessee, the first when you think of the Titans, the first thing I think of is, is Derrick Henry. That's the first thing I think of. You know, I mean, the defense is really, really good, but he's kind of like that. He's that He's that dude. He's that dude. And obviously they they were they won a lot of games without him last year. They, they missed him for half of the season, and they were able to come back around and still win some games. And I think they were what they were. They won twelve games. They were the number one seed. They were the number, they had one, number seed. one seed. They they didn't have to worry about playing the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and they lost in the divisional round to to the Bengals. You know yeah. that obviously you know who who they're playing this week. But yeah, I, I just think I, I just think that's why they're they're a gritty team. They love to run the ball, and nobody really likes to talk about that anymore. Everybody likes to talk about the, the teams that's passing the ball. They don't really like to talk about the teams that's you know the gritty teams like that anymore. And Mike Vrabel, that's what he brought back, but he's winning with it. And going on to him, man, I think for this man, this is a revenge game for him, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. You know, when they lost in that divisional game, getting back to that man, I, I think if they had a healthy Derrick Henry, they sacked going into that real just. Going back to that game, take Zach Joe Burrow nine times. Yeah, yeah, nine. Mm-hmm. How do you not win that? You know, and it, and they lost by three points. Yeah, it was nineteen to sixteen. So I mean, you 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 get frustrated those type of games, especially if you're not fully healthy with your star player. Right. Also, we got to remember too, Tannehill threw three interceptions in this game too. So he literally he did. Derek. But I mean, imagine if Derek was his full self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they might not even throw the ball as much. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just think that, you know, yeah. not having him really limit it limits that offense. And that's what yeah. makes this this offense and this team so amazing because you know what you got to do. When you play Tennessee, you know, it, there's no ifs and buts about it. You got to <laughs> yeah, stop yeah. Derrick Henry. But for yeah. whatever reason, not for whatever reason, it's just how talented he is. You can't just you can't just go in there in Tennessee or in your own home. And just stop them like that. It's just that's what I think is crazy about this team is like they're never really high on the radar. You're not seeing a whole bunch of segments talking about them. You know, they have this system that works for them. They yeah. see NFL trends, but they're like, no, that's not us. We're just going to do this. And then you see these teams where you're like, oh yeah, they're going to beat them. 
and they come in just like still unprepared. Like you know what they're going to bring right. to the table, and right. you still are just underestimating them. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. and 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 that's 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 the whole thing with this with this team. You 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 know what they're going to bring, and it's up to you if your defense can stop it. And that, right. that that's that's pure talent because you you know how you know how big Derrick Henry is. You know how he runs. You know you watch all the film in the world and all of that. You can do this and do that. But I mean, the Tennessee Titans is still going to be in that game if if they play up to their potential and they're not injured. They're going to be right there in that game. So I mean, I I just think that it 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 really for them. Mike Brable, I think he wants to get back at the Bengals. The Bengals is not the same team. You know, uh, they went out. It's crazy. Literally, they went out and, and they were supposed to improve on that O-line. And they did, star power-wise, I mean, name-wise. But the, the, the offensive line is still not blocking that well. And this D-line is one of the better D-lines in the league. We talked about the Cowboys. The Tennessee Titans is right there, too. They're a really good D-line. They can get after the QB. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they just did it in that recent recent matchup in the playoffs, in the divisional round. So that is something right there I think that the Cincinnati Bengals have to watch out for. Obviously, Derrick Henry, he's fully healthy now. He's over 1,000-some yards, got 10-plus – no, 10 touchdowns. You know, uh, averaging almost five yards per carry. I mean, he's back to his normal self. And then they got my guy, Traylon Burks, that's finally looked like he's coming into his groove. He's playing well now. You know, I mean, he's not an A.J. Brown. I still don't think they should have traded A.J. Brown. But it is what it is. They traded him. And, you know, but they got Burks now, and he's 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 coming into his own. You know, he had his his 100-yard game. I think he's had a couple. That might have been his first one. He, he might have had another one. I'm not sure. But he's coming into his own. And so now it's just it's just, it's just just helping everything out with Tennessee. It's really they're, op- they're able to open up the play action pass more. That's another thing they love to do, obviously, right? You, you're able to run the ball real well. You're able to open up the play action pass, you know, and that's what Tennessee does well. And I think they will be able to do that in this game here. So it's it's going to be hard for Cincinnati to really, in my opinion, I know this, this is, it is a good game, but at the same time, I feel, I do feel like Tennessee is a better team. I do. I do feel, I don't even think it's really that close. I, I like the Cincinnati Bengals. I like what Joe Burrow was able to do, but they're dealing with some injuries. T Higgins. I, I like, T.J. Higgins, I like what he's doing over there. Yeah, he's playing like a number one wide receiver. He's got to keep it up. So we'll see if he's able to do that. The old line has played better in the last couple games. But, again, they're going against a really good D-line here. So we'll see if they're able to keep that going. But then now they're missing Joe Mixon, who is a big part of the offense as well. Now he's going to be gone with a concussion. Oh, you know, they're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with, you know, uncertainty on that O-line. They played better in the last couple of weeks. I don't know how they will be, you know, in this game because for the most of the year, they, they haven't really been that well. I mean, they haven't really played that well, you know, blocking-wise for Joe Mixon. So, I mean, they're just really, uh, you know, it, it's a lot more uncertainty with the Bengals in this matchup here. And then you look at Tennessee, to me, they just got things rolling. They got things rolling here. So, yeah, I got I got Tennessee in this one. Yeah, we're actually all in agreement, which is very interesting. <laughs> okay, so let's now move into our next segment, the underdog segment. Each of us is going to pick a team who we think will get the upset this week. And 
I mean, I pretty much just said mine, um, but I'll explain why. So, yes, the Bengals are a slight favorite. Vegas has a two-point favorite, actually, to be exact. Um, And why I'm choosing the Titans over the Bengals in this particular matchup is basically this. The Titans, they know who they are. They stick to who they are. They stay true to that. They're like, oh, okay. Even if the run game is struggling a little bit, they're like, cool, but guess what? Run again. Um, they they just are like a little tight ship system that just keeps going and does what they need to do to get wins on offense, defense, special teams. They just have hit that stride at the end of season like they normally do leading into playoffs, which I think is just at this point right now not stoppable from what I've seen, and I definitely haven't seen enough from the Bengals, even though they're on a win streak, to come out with this win. So my underdogs this week are definitely, well, it's not even, I feel like it's not really an underdog, but, you know, they aren't favored, which I was like, wait, what? Um, so I'm going to go with the Titans this week. Yo, the team that you liked a lot this year. I'm going to choose <laughs> I'm gonna choose Atlanta over Washington. Daddy's <laughs> team, you know? I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with that. Uh, I don't believe in Tyler Heineke. You know, mm-hmm. they try to copy him and uh, with Kirk Cousins start putting the chains on him and things like that. After you know he beat my Eagles. Uh, so you prefer what? You prefer wins? You, you probably do. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. You're right. I mean, uh, so I was gonna back you up on your choice, but then you were like, yeah. "Not Heineke." We're like, "What wins?" Okay. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> I think I think you guys just need a, a just a, a different QB altogether. Oh, I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah, no. I was Agreed. like, Wentz. I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was like, you like Wentz? I'm like, I like Wentz talent more, but that's he can't can't, can't bring the yeah. talent together, like you know. <laughs> He ain't been wince in a while, but yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. He ain't been wince since 2019. That's yeah. <laughs> he, well, he has been. He been wincing in the pocket, you know, went like kind of <laughs> like. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Atlanta though. Uh, they become they, so. This is this is a fun thing about it. Atlanta's became a super physical running team. No, don't with, talk positive now about my team, bro. Don't <laughs> don't talk positive now about the squad. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> well, I got I got to give a shout out to uh, Cordell Patterson. Love. Why are teams passing him around? I have I have no idea. I, I still like the crazy thing to me was when the New England Patriots traded him away. I think they sent him yeah, to Chicago. Or what? Or, like, he gets passed around yeah. the league, and every time I'm like. Are we watching the same player? Yeah. No. No, they're not. No, they're not. They like like I mean, besides kicks, what can he else what else can he do? I'm like, he returns kicks greatly. Like <laughs> yeah, that's a weapon up. though, bro. That, yeah. that you see what the Patriots just did. You know, yeah. I mean they they I mean, I know it's there was a couple questionable I mean, there was a questionable call at the end of that game, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it comes down to the it comes down to the very end of the game. Yeah, and if you have one of those players. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, he's a game changer. That's, I mean, that's why I didn't get like that. He traded him because he was only making like I think one point five million or something like that. It could have been the money thing. He probably wanted him to take a pay cut, and then he said no. And because he still set the Patriots up greatly by having both punt return and kick return, and then 
He, I think he just broke the record of 10 kickoff returns, breaking Joshua Cripps' record, which is amazing because this dude's a starting running back and will still return a kickoff. So I'm like, bro, that's you, you double duty and out here off of coming knee surgery. So that's super dope. And then uh, they lost Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think he's out for like both, probably like the remainder of the season, but they wasn't even using him. Like, right, right. So it's not really a huge loss. I was about to say, oh, they need to, I'm not going to pick them. I was like, no, they wasn't using them. But Drake London's getting more involved, though, which is what I like. They're using their first round pick. They use it going to him more. So that's that's a good signing. And, um, yeah, and then Marcus Mariota, like, when he needs to, he can use his legs and uh, pick him first down and stuff. So I think I'm going to pick uh, ATL, Cordero <laughs> Patterson. So, you know, I'm, I'm their, their run game is scary. I'm not. Yeah, run game is super <laughs> scary. And the great thing about it, the head coach is from Tennessee. So that's why his run game is so, so prominent, you know? Right. He's lethal. He's lethal for sure. You know what, man? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go with it. I know he's questionable. I know he's questionable, man. Yeah, but go ahead, go ahead, man. I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Bears. I'm gonna go with the Bears, man. I, I just feel like the Jets. I, it do. It's crazy to think Joe Flacco scare anybody. <laughs> he, he don't scare anybody, but for whatever reason, this situation right here, you know, with 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 Zach Wilson, I don't know. He he didn't officially get benched, right? He's just the head coach is thinking about not. He's right, thinking yeah. about him. So he's thinking about at this point, you know, what well, we're recording obviously on, on a Tuesday. So we we don't know officially. He may actually be starting now on, on the on the day this drops is on Thursday. So with that being said, I'm unsure, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and just guess that maybe he starts Zach Wilson in for this this next game. I know that sounds crazy. I'm not saying that because I'm picking the Bears to upset them. <laughs> I'm I'm saying it because he's still a rookie. He's still he's still I, I I know he played last year, but he didn't really get more, much reps last year. He didn't really get to play like that last year. And I just think you know you got, you got to give him his chance. I know a lot of people liked him coming out, yeah. so. You know, I, I get it. You know, people are frustrated. The team is playing well as a whole. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you're the only player that's not playing well. You know, why can't you, if you can get it together? We could just be the ultimate team. You know, I, I get it. But, you know, he ha- he still has to grow. And and I'm not, you know, making no excuses for him or anything like that. I just think he might need a little bit more time. I know everybody was frustrated. Garrett Wilson, he was frustrated. Just. That was my number one wide receiver coming out. I get it. He he wants to show his talents. Robert Sala was 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 on fire. He was mad about it. But yeah. I just think he needs a little bit more time. And I and I think Robert would kind of understand that to give him another chance. You know, um, because even with even even with them using Zach Wilson, I think they still got a good chance to beat the Bears, especially if Justin Fields don't play. You yeah. know, um, so. You know, I, I just think I I think the Bears, with that being said, I, I think the Bears got a good chance because one thing about them, regardless of who plays, is that defense can really step up when they when they really, really are on their on their game. I mean, I that that's one thing about Matt Ilberflus. What I like what he did over there in Indianapolis with the Colts. When he can't, a lot of Bear fans, a lot of them now, they, you know, they, they on the wagon now. Oh, yeah, you know, boom, boom, boom. They, they hype on different things. But a lot of them didn't even want Matt Ilberflus as a head coach because mm-hmm. he was a defensive guy. I didn't think it was the perfect match, yeah. but I, I felt like he was a good coach for sure. And if he hired the right OC, then he would be, you know, he would be okay. 
you know, um, and so far, so good. You've seen what I mean, they they put in, they, 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 they went and got Chase Claypool. It's not like he's lighting up the, the, the scoreboard or anything like that. But I don't know. It just seemed like that offense now, they have more, you know, options. They can do different things. They can do more things now with Justin Fields in that passing game. And now he looks more confident. He looks more, you know, like, you know, he don't – people know now he can pass the ball a little bit. So, you know, he can he can go ahead and break for a run. You know, people are not expecting him to run all the time because he can pass a little bit, you know. So I'm going to go with this team. I, I'm expecting him to play. He's questionable as of now, which is Tuesday that we're recording. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. If not, they got Trevor Simeon, who <laughs> used to play for Denver. I don't really care too much for him. But again, like I said, I like the Bears defense a lot. I like what they do over there, man. And I feel like Joe, whoever it is, whether it's Trevor, I I think I think Wilson will be the guy that start, you know. But if not. Joe Flacco is prone to make a, 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 a interception or something here and there. He did play good the first couple of weeks that he came in for Wilson, but he's prone to make a mistake. So I think the Bears can come up on that and come up on a short, you know, a, a, a close game, you know, something like maybe, I don't know, maybe like 17 to, you know, 13, something like that, you know, with the Bears, um, you know, leading the way on that one and coming out on top. I'm not mad at that. I can see that happening. Yeah. Well, all of all three of these actually, I'm like, yeah. Hopefully, Cordes doesn't come true, but I could. <laughs> I can definitely see it. <laughs> yeah.